You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. Uh, we are bringing these every weekday. Um, at noon or around noon, we're trying to get pretty close to noon. It's been a struggle a couple times, <laughs> but right around noon for a, for about a half hour, um, talking to you know our business owners, business professionals, community leaders, and really just trying to help everybody navigate this coronavirus, trying to save jobs, trying to save businesses, and just uh, really help get as much information out there to to our audience as possible, so that way we can get through this together. Want to remind everybody that you can support our podcast. We, you know, we need support as well, especially during this time. Um, we have a team that we're paying. So, you know, if, if you're up for it, like maybe uh, buy, buy one of these really cool shirts here. You know, you can just buy them at whoagnb.com. Um, you can become a sponsor. So if you're a business and you're interested in becoming a sponsor, definitely reach out to me. Um, or you could just donate to our show. You can donate to our show via, you can send just a, you could send a dollar. Mike, you could send a dollar via Venmo to at Colin Austin, C-O-L-L-I-N-A-U-S-T-I-N. And uh, I mean, every little bit helps, right? Especially during this time. And I know, I know everybody, it's been really cool to see everybody giving uh, <laughs> what they can to businesses across town. And it, that, that's what really inspires me during this time is really seeing this community come together. So so we're really grateful for your support. And if you can't donate it to us or you don't want to donate it to us, please donate it to a business somewhere in Gainesville. Buy a gift card at a restaurant. Support support somebody because uh, all of our small businesses in Gainesville really need you during this time. And um, yeah, so we're going to get right into it. I do want to give a shout out to Josh Bush, though, because he did go buy some swag. So Josh, yeah, Josh. Support. He, bought, he bought one of these shirts and he bought a mug. And so I wanted to give him a little shout out. So Josh, thank awesome. you so, so much for your we support. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah, man. So Mike, dude, like tell us what's, go, what's going on. How are you feeling? Uh, I, I love, you know, your set back there with the lighting. I, I feel like you're really trying to bring the home studio feel to this. Right. I'm really, I'm really proud of you, man. I'm, I'm missing the, the giant ring light that makes you look super pale. But uh, other than that, you know, I've got the nice couch effects and everything. So we're doing pretty well. <laughs> it's good, man. What you been, what you been working on? I, I feel like I've been talking to you in a, a little bit. Dude, it does, it does feel like that, right? Like we're usually in constant contact, like all the time. Right. Uh, and, and now it's, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of projects I'm working on that are kind of like the things that get snoozed or the things that kind of stay on that perpetual list all the time. Uh, I do have some sales that I'm wrapping up, which is nice. It's, 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 it's nice to have that like sense of routine to have some sales come in. So um, I've been working on a lead with a, a customer that wanted to upgrade uh, to a new Vespa 300. So that just arrived at the dealership this week. So I got to go uh, get that assembled and inspected and all that kind of stuff. So there is a little bit of business as usual, but still working on uh, some bigger projects in this like downtime. That way, whenever, uh, whenever things resume to any type of normalcy, we can hit the ground running, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, well, awesome, man. I'm really in, in, excited to get today's episode. Let's and do it. I want to I uh, just introduce my friend, Kim. Kim, welcome to our show. Why don't you go ahead and just, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then introduce what it is you do and uh, give us, give us like the 30 to 60 second, you know, version of the, the, the short story, if you will. <laughs> um, I'm Kim Snell. Uh, I own KMS Media Solutions, um, a local marketing agency, um, local to Gainesville, and uh, started the agency in 2012. 
And really just my goal is to, to um, you know, we're just dedicated to helping brands fulfill their purpose um, and reach their goals. So three things we do, we help clarify their message, scale their content and um, connect with their customers. So all of that being, you know, it can be everything from influencer marketing. So, so strategic planning to influencer marketing, to creative services, to digital media, and then social media marketing. Yeah. So th this is a passion you and I both have. I'm like all into marketing. Have you seen, you know, it's interesting when you, you hit phases like this, you know, in fact, uh, like I'll go find it real quick. Cause I shared, I shared a post right now from, from Jorge over at Best Restoration, and uh, and he's actually going to be on the show next next I think, um, but but I thought it was spot on because he said, yeah, where was it? He said, "Don't bash small business owners who are marketing. They aren't right. trying to be they they aren't trying to be insensitive. They're trying to keep the lights on, <laughs> right? And yes. and so I think you know I think especially during a time like this." the businesses that are marketing it gets almost like people put some sort of negative light on them for because it's like why are you promoting during this time we're under this like crisis right now like what are you doing well that's exactly right we're trying to keep the lights on we're trying to get customers into our businesses so we can like pay our people and live um right. you know so I'm, I'm interested to know have you seen an uptick in marketing and in services because of what's happening or have you seen a decrease um, here in the last couple weeks? So we're blessed. Um, we are actually very busy. <laughs> um, all of our brands had to adjust their uh, messaging. So really we, we dove into the business itself um, and just trying to figure out, you know, just thinking outside of the box and figuring out ways that we can be creative and, um, and, you know, adjust the services, um, moving things more online. But, uh, really I've seen, well, so let's talk about social media marketing really quickly. Um, I have one client that is pretty heavy on, um, with social media ads and the first, it was about two weeks ago when all of this really started going down and, the cost per click and cost per thousand declined drastically. So what that means is I think ever, a lot of brands just had a mass exodus from social media marketing and this client did not pull off. Um, and so they're reaping the benefits of it. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's just about changing your message and um, if you're able to, obviously, but, uh, but changing your message and um, being a little sensitive to the times and everybody's looking for support. Um, they're looking for hope and, you know, this is a great time to brand, honestly. So I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of that, honestly, about people being insensitive or brands being insensitive by advertising, but I could probably see some saying that <laughs> yeah it's funny um you know i start paying attention to the ads that are coming out and mm -hmm. you know one of mike you shared one from uber the other day i'm trying to find it um uh, was yeah. it a mar marketing channel yeah so here it is it, it was like, yep you got it yeah so uber uber put out one that said you know the, the copy says the world is upside down everything has changed a company that moves people is asking you not to move. 
stay mm-hmm. home if you can stay home if you can and with drivers delivery people and restaurants will help move what matters 10 million free rides and deliveries of food for frontline healthcare workers seniors and people in need if you stop moving together we can end this virus and yeah. like that's super interesting from a company like uber who makes their money by people who move <laughs> right right Right. And and I thought that was a pretty prime example of, of really great branding and, and taking the opportunity. Um, one that I thought was kind of interesting, and I actually thought it was okay. It didn't bother me, but I saw where it bothered some people was like Land Rover had made one that was, that had like the Land Rover like out, or maybe it was Jeep. I think it was Land Rover. It was out like on the peak of like a mountain. And uh-huh. said some, it said something to the fact of like, we've been practicing social distancing for ages or something like that. And I thought it was fine, but, but they got, I mean, there were a lot of people who were kind of like backlashing at it and, you know, Mm. saying, and saying like, like how, like, man, like, you know, this is a serious matter, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's, it's always interesting for me as a marketer to see the different perspectives. Um, Cause, cause I agree with you. I'm looking at it as like, you have the time right now. This is a, this is a perfect opportunity to focus on building brand um, building brand awareness so that way you can, um, you know, be prepared to execute whenever and when everything does. Or I mean, if you're able to execute now, great. But if you're a business like ours, where you really depend on customers coming into a showroom, um, you know, we're trying to create that messaging, stay in good communication, and build brand and build content so that way we can capitalize a little bit later. Um, yeah, but you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some brands, I mean, right now, if you're unable to, you know, to sell, like, for example, scooters um, and store, build your email list, build, build your, um, you know, just start building that funnel so that when we come out of this, you can go gangbusters, you know, just yeah, getting those leads. so hitting those leads. Have you, so have you had any, um, major challenges this far from this thing? Um, I have one client that's a travel related client. (laughs) So that's been, um, you know, I think they're the ones that have had the biggest challenge, but I'm blessed honestly with, with brands that, you know, I have, um, one brand is a, uh, a doctor. Um, it's actually a weight loss clinic, but she's a physician and she switched over to telemedicine. Um, another is a home builder and they've done now, let me back up here. So they, we were rebranding and the week of the sixth, I think the 16th was the rebrand launch event. That's when everything started shutting down. So that did not go as well as we would have liked. <laughs> um, cause we had to cancel the event and it was just kind of, we just didn't launch it the way that we would have liked. But, um, but they, this home builder, it's, it's GW Homes or a local home builder. And they um, really were kind of ahead of the curve and already invested in virtual tours and, um, and you can design your home online. Uh, so, so they, all we had to do with them was just make a few little adjustments. But for the most part, I mean, my other e-com brands that I'm working with are doing really well. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm blessed again, because I work with some of those clients that, that haven't, you know, haven't had those huge challenges. Has there been a a client or um, even if it's not a client, a business that you've seen 
that has adapted and adjusted well um, from a, even from like from the marketing side um, that has just kind of surprised you? Has anything like really stood out? Um, that's an interesting one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, the, the client that that's, it's the doctor's office and she's, it's a weight loss clinic and she's trying to, you know, she has switched over to telemedicine. I mean, she had to literally re, you know, completely switch her whole brand or her whole way of doing business over. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah I don't know. And that's like one of those things that I think is going to stick, right? Like it's funny. We've we've like really, we've really reflected back over all these episodes of doing this, you know, something that has come up frequently has been like, what's going to be the next, the status quo, like what's going to stick once Mm -hmm. this thing kind of passes. And I, and I think that's one of them. I think you're going to have more, you know, I'm going to be able to like get on here with my doctor and say, yo, like got this (laughs) cough, got this cough, you know, like, you know, and just be able to like, let them hear it, let them see it. I mean, you know, and yeah. like, and talk, talk through the symptoms and that kind of thing. And then, then be able to, you know, help via zoom or what, you know, whatever platforms they'll, they'll have. I think that's something that'll stick. Um, right. you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting to, to think about as we, as we progress, but, but that's a very good, smart adaptation for sure, especially during this time. <clears throat> Absolutely. And she had already um, expressed interest in, in offering telemedicine to patients about two weeks before she had to make the switch. So, um, so, so at least she had it in her mind. But yes, I agree. And I think we are, as marketers, going to have to get used to new consumer habits, like you said. Um, consumer habits are going to change. We are going to be wanting, you know, we're going to I don't know. I, I just think we're going to change in the way that we shop, the way that we go to stores, just the way that we do things. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. How does the marketing change for, for an agency? Um, you know, I don't know. No one knows right now whether this is going to spur the next recession, but as people may start to clean, clean closer to their money. I mean, do you try to focus more on brand building and long-term strategy with your clients, even though the immediate payoff isn't there or do you target maybe quick sales that might not come because consumers are hanging tight to their money? And how does that marketing strategy change? Well, obviously you have to have a long-term plan first, or at least I like to have a long-term plan first. <laughs> um, look at the long-term and, and then break it down into the short-term. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I sold real estate advertising, only real estate advertising, um, in 2007, 2008 when the, the market crashed. So I've kind of sort of been through this before, (laughs) not quite, but, um, but it was those realtors that kept, kept advertising and they kept that branding going. Um, and they adjusted that really, that are still, still in real estate today. Does it feel like a close enough parallel where maybe that prepared you for how to deal with what's, what's coming now? I would say that I am. Yes, I, I think so. Um, I'm not, I have not had a, a, a panic moment yet. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think it's just uh, reassuring to have been through it and to have seen it and to have come out of it. And it's, it's, again, it's all about being fluid and, and, and adjusting. Right, right. And knowing that you can adjust. What, what, um, I mean, we have, we have a pretty substantial small business, um, audience. 
you know, if there was one thing, if there was one thing from a marketing standpoint, a social media standpoint, that or what, whatever it might be that you'd recommend them to focus on during this time, because, you know, we're all stuck, we're kind of all stuck at home, we're all working from home. Well, what would right. be like the one thing you'd say, hey, definitely, definitely put in the time on this. What would that thing be? I would say, hmm, um, I would say definitely, I have a few points. <laughs> Please. So, so yeah, <laughs> strategic planning, look at, look at opportunities, obviously don't just sit here and let this time go by and wait for business to come to you. Look for opportunities. Um, and you know, change your message, um, change your message because people want to hear, they want to know that businesses care and they want to, they want hope, they want support. Um, and it could be as simple as, you know, I mean, I, it could be as simple as let's say corduroys, for example, um, they're selling beanbag chairs or beanbags to turn into a bed and, you know, just changing the message to, uh, you know, comfort in your home uh, and, and um, delivered right to your door, even though it's, you know, you're ordering online. So sure, it's going to be delivered, but just reminding them like, Hey, you don't have to leave your house. And then this, this product is here. So just changing your message, um, and just be adaptable, just adapt. Um, and, and it's, you're going to have to keep adapting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely at <laughs> that stage right now. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, like what's your favorite social media platform? Hmm. That's a great one. Uh, I would say Instagram. Um, it's visual. It's, uh, um, so this is my personal, this is the Kim, not the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have all the political stuff. You don't have all of the, all of the junk. Um, but I like, I like Instagram personally and for business. Um, I guess it just really depends on the business as to which platform works best, but personally, yeah. I like it. Do you like if, if you took all your clients and you had to say, they typically lean in this particular direction uh, in terms of social media, which, which platform do you find you're using the most for them? Instagram. Instagram, really? Yeah. Okay. But I would say I have three different e-commerce brands that are, um, you know, that sell nationally. So, well, internationally actually. And uh, so Instagram works well for them. Local clients, probably Facebook, but then again, it depends on age demographics. Of course. Yeah. Things. That's like, I mean, that's, one of the, one of like the most important thing when, when it comes to social media marketing is where is, where is your customer? Where is your audience? <laughs> Who are they and sure. where are they? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, it's funny you mentioned, I, I was going to talk about the platforms too. I, I'm curious, do you do much on TikTok yet or no? Or do you, do you coax your clients into this? So it, interesting. So I have um, an employee, Jasmine, and she is kind of, she's dabbling in it. So we okay. have, we have um, a lot of, we receive a lot of user-generated content, but e-commerce brands do. Um, we receive a lot of user-generated content from all over, all over the country, all over the world. And um, some of them are TikTok videos. Um, so, so we're, we're, we're going there. <laughs> it so makes the reason I, yeah, I know, I know Collins, he's talked about TikTok many times on, on all of our iterations of podcasts, but one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up now is is we do have this, like, I mean, we live in a meme culture, right? And, and as people are sitting home remote and everything, it, it seems like it's uh, almost even 10x now. 
And there's this, like, I, from a marketing standpoint, I think it, I look back and, and marketing is not my, my wheelhouse, but, but there's people like you and Colin and, and others that, that really love it. Like, so how do you, how do you tackle uh, that virality, the things that come up? Uh, one of the, my favorite things that's come up in this entire, uh, you know, couple weeks is the videos that First Magnitude did with their brewers. And that's another one we've mentioned on us recently. Um, so while no one maybe really has a budget that they're spending on marketing and these things are happening, how do you, you capture that uh, as part of building long-term brands so that brands stay relevant and as soon as people are ready to go back into the world to, to be, you know, purchases in our economy, like, so they remember this stuff and it's channeled for, for good use, you know? Right, right. So I would say that we actually use influencers for that. So we use influencers okay. um, and strategically pick those influencers um, to, to create that content, share it and, um, and then go viral from there, like you said. So, so yeah, we've had, I mean, a few of the brands that I work with have had, uh, actors recently. Um, uh, and we, you know, we always have the professional athletes that reach out and then you've got, um, there was a video by, oh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, it's the, the guy that um, he has his grandma doing all the tricks with like the ping pong balls. I don't know if you've seen him. Right. Yeah. But, sure. uh, yes. But he actually, they created a video about a week ago, or well, it was a few weeks ago, um, sitting on with grandma sitting on a corduroy's chair and doing her little tricks, which is kind of cool. Um, awesome. So when something like that catches wildfire, is there is there pressure on on you guys to find a way to to make it relevant for your your specific clients? Like they they've got to now do something so that they're participating in the conversation. Do you feel that pressure, or, or do you just kind of like let it go? If you get an idea, great, you can pass it on to the client that you know can support it. So rephrase the question again. Sorry. So yeah, no problem. So, so when something uh, like from a, a meme culture, like, like uh, okay. you were mentioning with the grandma, like if something like that catches wildfire and it's like the next Harlem shake, if I'm dating myself or whatever that viral thing is, do you find, do you feel pressure as, as an agency to now have clients go execute something similar so they can participate in the wave of virality? Or do you just, if you, if you get a good idea, you go with it and, and let it be? Yeah. I mean, I think if we get a good idea, we, we, we go with it. Um, I mean, again, we've been blessed. I mean, we have a lot of, again, a lot of these influencers because we work with them so much that we have a lot of these influencers that create that content for us. So yeah. I'm super, I'm super curious to know, you know, what your thoughts are on the future of um, college sports and, you know, cause one of the things that's come up is, you know, using the likeness, you know, we've, we've heard this in, in college, in college sports. <laughs> we recently talked to coach Becky Burley uh, on, about it on the podcast and a lot of interesting conversations. But one of the things that I kind of keep thinking about as a small business in Gainesville, Florida, that has always had substantial relationships with college football players, you know, cheerleaders, uh, soccer player, you know, at just athletes at the University of Florida you know, is, do you see there, is that going to be an opportunity for us to use, you know, to, to use, to like, to benefit from these relationships, um, you know, with these individuals to, to have local influencers, like, 
is this is this something that you see happening in the near future or do you think that absolutely locally for sure absolutely yes okay yeah i'm like it's funny we've always had those relationships but have never been able to you know pay a football player to do an you know even if they bought a product from us you know we've never been able to say hey like promote us on your instagram account to all of your followers and we'll pay you because it's been illegal <laughs> right so so i'm like i'm like i'm like man when that becomes legal i'm gonna like be all over it right and, uh, well, so, and it's such a short it's a such a short window what we've done before is is you find that little window from the time that they you know graduate announce they're going pro but before they've signed with an agent if, if they're moving on to professional sports you get that little sliver that maybe you can do something with them um but then it's not long before an agent saying no you can't do that or no you got to charge this for it and, and it's tough so yeah yeah and their focus their focus is is on moving on to the next that level next step yeah 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 we had a uh, eddie pinero was a was a customer of ours like he bought a scooter from us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know like we didn't we didn't even want to like put up a, a normal celebratory picture like the, the stuff that we normally do because i was like i don't like, I, don't, I don't know if he'd get in trouble for it and i don't want it to look like he's even promoting us so we didn't even do that yeah. right and then and then um you know as soon as he announced that he was going to the nfl like i like texted him like that afternoon and was like hey man when this is like legit i want i want to like pay you to do influencer stuff for us and he was like yeah absolutely no problem and so was, totally on board yeah <laughs> i was i was all over it and it was it was really cool it was a good good campaign too um but yeah. it was it was one of those things that we executed like like right as as soon as it was legal to do so you know uh but but i'm like man i'm like man if we have all these college students because they're they're buying scooters from us it'd be great to be able to you know to benefit from from that from those relationships so and it's uh, interesting because there are um, there are actual you know agencies that that um, represent not their agents but actual marketing agencies that represent professional athletes sure. and then um, find you know uh, brands for them to work with and and that's all they do is they work with professional athletes so it'll be interesting to see how that goes with with the college athletes as well yeah so. that'll be super interesting. Yeah. Oh man, all the all the things that we have to look forward to. I tell you what, <laughs> all the changes. <laughs> That's right. So uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that uh that you're doing strong and going yes. going well. That people people are marketing. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to judge businesses for marketing during this time. I know like a lot of people are trying to attract customers. Like I, I think when interestingly, a lot of times when we hit these trials, one of the first things to go is the marketing budget. People just cut it, cut it out altogether. When the truth is, I think you need to double down. I think you need to like invest more in the marketing. Um, right. So, so our small businesses out there, I know that you're looking at the the P and L, and you're looking at expenses, and you're looking at marketing, and you want to like cut it from the budget. I tell you right now, I would increase it. Can't tell you, I can't. You know, find and if you don't know what you're doing, that's fine. Find a find an agency like Kim's. You know, and let let them help you because you know we have we have the resources we have the connections and we know what we're doing to help you spend that money wisely so that it so it doesn't end up being uh, an expense 
you know, marketing is an investment and it should be looked at at, as such. So, um, so Kim, so where can our audience, you know, connect with you if they, you know, where can they reach out to you? Website, phone number, email, whatever you like, social media. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my email is Kim at kmsmediasolutions.com. Um, I, I'll just give you my phone number too. It's uh, 352-258-0193. Um, and you can reach out to me anytime. Awesome. Kim, so great awesome. to see you. Yes, it's great to talk to you and see you guys. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming on our show. And uh, you know, stay strong. If there's anything else we can do to help and support you through this, just let us know, okay? But thanks, but thanks for helping all those businesses out there. Let's keep, let's yes, keep them alive. Absolutely. Yes, and keep advertising. <laughs> yes, for sure. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Kim, you want to give us your best whoa? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>